It's the little decisions you make every single day that move you closer to achieving your goals or take you further away. Better choices lead to better outcomes. In this episode, I share with you a very simple framework to help you make more effective decisions. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Riviello, and I want to welcome you to the Getting Results Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, so let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this. How do business leaders like us, who really want to do the right thing and make a difference, how do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity? And how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they want to see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Hey everyone, this is Rev, and in this episode, I want to talk about the opportunity that's in front of us right now to actually make better choices. See, better choices lead to better outcomes. And this is a great week for this topic. And why do I say that? Because a lot of people are extending the 4th of July holiday by taking a few extra days off. And 4th of July represents our independence as a country. It also represents the halfway point of the year. Can you believe it? We're at the halfway point. It's crazy, right? And what an interesting year it has been so far. Without question, this has been a year of unexpected change. And there's not a soul alive who could have predicted the significant amount of change we've all experienced, both personally and professionally. While some are growing tired of talking about this, right, we cannot deny the fact that change is front and center. With that being said, I see this as a significant opportunity, an opportunity to check in with ourselves and ask some really honest questions. So I want to get you started. Here are three questions I ask myself every year at this time. Number one, what'd you accomplish? I mean, think about that. Like These are basic questions, right? What did you accomplish? Reflect back on everything you did over the last six months and identify what you're most proud of. And I just did this the other day with a guy I was coaching, and it was amazing to see like the change of his tone, his energy level after the first couple minutes. Like at first, just the conversation started really slow and you could feel like the heaviness in the air. And then after about two or three minutes, he started to pick up steam. And after about five, he was like, holy shit, I accomplished, we accomplished a lot. He was like, "My, oh my God. He goes like, this is insane. And like, I just, when you, when you step back and you go through, like the first is like, oh, well, COVID and all this and all that, but bam, like just realize how much you overcome, you overcame this year, how much you've already accomplished, what you had to navigate through, okay? Like, so just like get that out on paper, right? The second question is, what didn't I achieve that is still important? And like that takes some, some really quiet time, right? Note the things that remain our priority that you just haven't got to for whatever reason. Don't even don't even go to the reasons why you haven't even addressed them yet. Just stay in the fact that, hey, I'm grateful for the fact that my awareness muscle is strong enough and that these things are still important. Some things that you might have set out in the beginning of the year were important that now halfway through the year you realize, hey, maybe it's probably not as important as I thought it was. So what's what didn't I achieve that is still important? And then if it's still a priority make a renewed commitment to moving them forward. 
And I just did this. I just did this the other day for myself. Like I started out the year gangbusters in in uh, really you know hell bent. One of my big rocks for the year was to write my next book, and I have made such amazing progress in the first quarter, right? Um, just a ton of. I mean, I was just like like stuff was pouring out of my head, and I got to be honest with you. The last couple of months. I just picked it up this weekend for the first time in probably about three months. And I was like, wow, this is like, it's still a priority for me. And, and I've let the situation that we're all encountering, like derail me from doing something that I set out to be was really important. And, it, and by the way, it's still important. So I made a renewed commitment. I wrote two new chapters this past weekend, right? And I edited a third and I was like, wow, okay, let me get back on a roll and I'm going to recommit to that. And the last question I have for you is, what did you learn? See, this is an important one because conscious awareness is an acquired leadership skill, and so is self-reflection, right? So when you think about what you learned, right? Those are first of all. Let me just back up. Those are those are the three questions: What did you accomplish? What didn't you achieve that is still important? And what did you learn? Bam. Those are questions every leader needs to be asking themselves. And guess what? You should also be asking your team that. They're not hard questions, but it does take some time to think about them. And now take it, peel the onion back further, right? Now set your sights on looking forward. What advice would you give yourself? Think about that for a second. Because we all have to be able to, to, to look, you know, you know, if you follow me, let me just back up. If you follow my work, you know, I'm always talking about the value of being able to lead yourself, right? And part of leading yourself is learning the skill to give yourself advice. Yes, you're going to get advice from a bunch of different people, but you also have to learn to give yourself advice. So here's a couple, as I peel the onion back on that one, here's a couple additional questions for you. What should you start doing? right? What adjustments and new habits are you willing to put into practice? What should you stop doing? And what should you experiment with? Bam. Those are like, like, again, that's the appeal. Like, okay, okay. What did I accomplish? What did I feel good about? What am I proud about? Okay. What didn't I achieve that is still important? What did I learn? Okay. What did I learn? Now I peel that back further. Okay. Based upon what I learned and where I'm at, what I achieved and what I didn't achieve, what should I what should I start doing now? What should I restart? What adjustments or, or new habits should I put into practice? What, what should I stop doing? What should I put down that's to create space for something that's more important? And what should I just simply experiment with and see where it leads me? See, these are profound questions. They sound simple on paper, but the answers require some deep reflection. So I want, I want to encourage you to give this some thought. Take your time. Reflective thinking provides valuable insight. And as I'm mentioning this, there's probably a dozen thoughts percolating in your head. Hopefully, I just like like activated all that. And that's cool, right? Here's the thing. I encourage you to jot them down. Don't just keep them bouncing around in your head. So remember, Einstein had a journal. He didn't have all the answers to all his problems. It was the, it was the process of experimentation and reflection that led to his greatest discoveries. So when we stop to evaluate our progress, we actually give ourselves permission to make the necessary adjust, adjustments that's going to move us closer to the desired outcome that we that, that, that we uh, were looking for, right? As a leader, 
We all have a responsibility to ignite change. That's why we stepped into a leadership role. And you ignite change by implementing small adjustments to daily routines that will help you and your team chip away at the results you desire. Make no mistake, every small and seemingly insignificant adjustment you implement will have a compound effect, right? It'll compound itself over time if you stick with it, but you have to stick with it. And to stick with it, this requires you to make better choices. Better choices lead to better outcomes. Okay, the very first thing I want you to practice making a better choices with, start small, right? Start with some everyday habits that you can make some better choices with. That gets you some momentum. And now for the bigger choices or bigger decisions you have to make in your life, I want to offer you a simple framework, a framework that I use to navigate some of the larger, more difficult uh, challenges in front of me. So if you're if you're not taking notes, I encourage you to take notes. And if you are, I would encourage you to get out a blank sheet of paper, start in a fresh sheet of piece, piece of paper, and write the words, write the, the word decide down the left-hand side, right? And give you give some space between each letter. So put D-E-C-I-D-E down the left-hand side of the piece of paper. I'm going to use the, the word decide as a framework to help you make more effective decisions. Each letter in that, in the word decide represents an important point I want to make. Okay, so let's start first. The first D stands for detach. We have to detach ourselves from the emotional outcome. A lot of times when we're when we're when we're faced with difficult choices or difficult decisions, whether we realize it or not, we're attached. We're attached emotionally to 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 a certain outcome, and we try to manipulate that outcome. So the very first thing I have to do when I'm faced with a tough choice is, is to step back, right? And accept the situation in front of me for what it is, right? And resist the temptation to judge it as good or bad, to, to, to defend it, to rationalize it, or, or to justify my reasoning. Instead, detach from the outcome. Detachment sets the foundation for a sound decision, okay? If we give ourselves, if we, the, the nanosecond that we give to get emotionally attached to a certain outcome, bam, derails us off the wrong path. So the very first thing I want you to do is detach yourself, detach yourself from the outcome. Second, the, the letter uh, E stands for ego, right? We have to check in with our ego. And I know this sounds a little counterintuitive, but but I but it's it's in line with everything I've shared with you in the past about training your ego, training your monkey mind, right? We got to check in and listen to the story or the, or the soundtrack going on in our head. What's the ego have to say about this? Let's give him, Let's give him his day in court. What's the fear, the worry, the anxiety, all the things that could go wrong? What if I make a mistake, right? And the reason for this is we have to learn to recognize his voice. The more we're aware of his voice, that talk track, all right, the more we're able to center and distinguish between the, the good thoughts in our head and the not so good thoughts. So what I always give, I always check in with my ego when I'm, when I'm faced with a tough choice. Okay, here's your day in court. What do you have to say? And then when I, when I get done going through that whole um, dialogue, I say, okay, thank you for sharing. I get back in your freaking gauge, right? Because I have to become aware of the twisted monkey mind language so I can sort that language, which will allow me to move forward. The third thing I, I have to do is the C stands for collaborate, right? Who are the mentors, advisors, and trusted souls we could reach out to to collaborate with, right? Every leader at every level has advisors. And the reason they have advisors is, to, is for shared thinking right? The shared thinking is the difference that helps us, right? It helps us gain a fresh perspective. It helps us see things at a different angle or maybe something we missed, right? 
So a lot of times I will, I like to share my thoughts with other people. I like to solicit their input and I like to strategize with others about what they think I should or should not do. It doesn't mean I have to take it, but I like to at least hear, okay, their thought patterns. So that's the C, that's what C stands for, collaborate. The I stands for inner peace. A lot of times people will call me up and they say, Riv, should I do X or should I do Y? And I always tell them that's the wrong question, right? It's not a matter of should you do X or should you do Y. Typically, if you collaborate with people, you've probably got your choices down to a smaller subset. I get that. But the thing that I always ask people instead, ask the question is play out both scenarios. If you did option A, does that bring you inner peace? Does that feel right? Okay. I want you to visualize the outcome of each scenario. If you did option B, does that bring you inner peace, right? Use peace as your barometer. When you use peace as your barometer, decisions become a hell of a lot easier. So I always like sit there and say, okay, play it out. If I did X, does that make me bring me inner peace? If I did Y, does that bring me inner peace? Right there. The next one is the D stands for decision. At some point, you still got to make a decision, right? We have to have a bias towards action. We have to be willing to make a decision. We can't fall prey to paralysis by analysis, right? Effective decision-making is an important leadership skill, right? We have to be able to learn a skill to make decisions with the best set of information that's available to us at that moment, right? It can include plan A and plan B and plan C. That's totally cool, right? But what you can't do is you can't compromise your core values and your inner guidance system, right? For me, like one of the things that I got to make a decision, I got to make sure it doesn't uh, compromise my integrity, my character, those kind of things, right? But if I do, if I did everything so far, if I done my due diligence, if I detach from the outcome, if I checked in with my ego, listened to its story, if I collaborated with others and got their perspective, if I weighed my options and said, okay, which one brings me inner peace? I at some point I got to pull a trigger and make a decision. That's what the D stands for. And the last one, E, stands for the moment I make that decision, I got to tune into my energy level, right? Once a decision is made, okay, I got my energy level serves as my check and balance. I notice, okay, does do I feel heavy and have a low energy when I, when I, when I made a decision? That means I made a very unwise decision or I made a forced decision, right? And do I feel rushed? Do I feel anxious still, right? Okay, if I feel rushed and anxious, that means... My, I'm trying to defend or my reasoning, right? Or, or trying to defend the, the reason why I made that decision, right? Conversely, if I make a decision and my energy feels, I feel solid, I feel centered, I feel, I feel, I feel light, that, that's an indicator that I made the right decision. And I always check in my breathing. Is my breathing calm? Is my heart rate low? Or is my breathing kind of like, am I feeling like my heart rate's racing and my breathing's kind of like accelerated, right? That means that maybe I made a wrong decision. So again, I don't worry about whether others agree with me or not, right? As long as my decision is aligned with my intentions. So again, detach from the overall outcome, okay? Check in with my ego. What's the story? What's the inner dialogue, dialogue going? What's the fear and anxiety? Come face-to-face with that talk track. See, collaborate with others. Get their perspective. Get Understand different points of view. Weigh, weigh my options. I stands for, for inner peace. Which options bring me the most inner peace? Make a decision and then check in with my energy level, right? Hope that hope that helps you. This is, is guiding me. Like I said, start small with everyday habits, but this framework has helped me with some of the bigger decisions I've had to make. All right, I have to run. I hope you uh, have a great week 
And remember, you always have a choice. Don't doesn't matter where you are, what you've done, or what you failed to do. Today, like every day, is a new beginning. I encourage you today to use this as an opportunity to make a renewed commitment, to make a renewed commitment to becoming conscious of the choices you make. Make a, a renewed commitment to making better choices. Better choices lead to better outcomes. Start small by focusing on just the choices you make to improve your everyday habits. It's the little decisions you make every single day that are either going to move you closer to the to achieving your goals or take you further away. And then leverage the framework I just shared for some of the larger decisions and choices you're faced to make. And remember, courage is an inner game. When in doubt, detach yourself from the outcome. Collaborate with others and choose the option that brings you the most inner peace. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Do me a favor and share this podcast with others in whatever way serves you best. Enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.